Hey, hey, sisters, we are back with another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today I am super excited to continue this social media mini series that we are having. And today we are talking about social media addiction. We're talking about 10 signs that you might be addicted to social media but also 10 ways to overcome. And I have a very special invite at the end of this. So stick around. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you'll find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. This social media series has definitely been a good one. It's been interesting while also being convicting, while also creating a lot of action in the lives of people. And so if you have not already been listening, let's say you're falling across this podcast for the first time today, definitely go back and start episode 168 or 169 and listen all the way through because there's kind of a progression to what's going on here. But for today's episode, we are diving into 10 signs that you might be addicted to social media, but also 10 ways to overcome. And I want to start out sharing a little bit of story with you guys about the mental health struggles that I would say I've been noticing in myself recently. Obviously, they have to do with additional things that I've had going on in my life, as mentioned in previous episodes. But I've noticed as my time spent on social media has increased, it has not been helping my mental health. And it's not for the typical reasons you would think. Obviously, social media usage is strongly correlated and tied to mental health struggles. But for myself, particularly, it's been more so how I was using social media as a way to cope with unwanted emotions and feelings tied to these other areas of my life. And as I spent more time on my phone, on apps, I noticed I've not been pursuing my most purposeful priorities. And that's when it became clear to me that I was addicted to social media. I am addicted to social media. And I'm not afraid to say this because it's data, right? It's awareness. And once I have awareness in this area, now I'm able to do something about it. And while I believe that I can clearly see this now, that God has been calling me away from social media for some time, I also know that this is exactly how they're designed to work. This is exactly how social media apps 
and platforms have been created. And so I'm also extending to myself a certain measure of grace because I've simply fallen prey to their design. They are designed to keep you coming back as often as possible. And when you're there, they're designed to keep you on the app or the platform as long as they possibly can. Former Google design ethicist Tristan Harris has said, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. And I want people to be aware of this and to be knowledgeable of this fact. If you are using social media and you're not paying for the app, you're not paying to be there, somebody else is paying to have access to you because that is what Facebook has. Like Facebook has your attention. And so other people are paying Facebook to have a piece of your attention. Hence Facebook ads. That's why every four posts that you see now, or maybe even more often is an ad from somebody, not just paid sponsored ads, but a lot of people, especially on my Facebook use their Facebook or just social media in general as an advertising platform. So many of us are seeing even a lot more than that. However, that's like another topic for another day. (laughs) Today, I want to talk about 10 signs that you could be addicted to social media, but don't freak out. I'm also going to give you 10 ways to overcome. And again, I have a special invite for you to join us in something at the end. So here is number one. Number one sign that you could be addicted to social media is a compulsion to check social media. A lot of us have this quite frequently. It's all throughout the day. It's anytime you're bored. It's anytime that there's a gap in time, anytime that you've got a little bit of a wiggle room. It's just this natural habit to pick up our phone and check social media. So this compulsion oftentimes is is not in your conscious awareness. It's just you end up checking social media all the time. Maybe even you grab your phone to text a friend or to look up a recipe. And next thing you know, you're checking social media. It's a compulsion. It's not something you are consciously choosing to even do sometimes, right? Number two is spending a large amount of time on social media. And that could come in those compulsive moments where you're not even aware. It could come in those, all those teeny tiny moments that Sandy Cooper talked about in her episode of like, while the food is warming up on the stove, while you're waiting in the drive-thru somewhere, when you wake up, you know, while the kids are napping, while you're on the toilet, whatever it is, right? It could come in those little moments or it could come in that time of, you know, I'm just going to check social media real quick before bed. And then 90 minutes later, you're still in the scroll. But the overarching thing in number two is that you're spending a large amount of time on social media. That is a red flag. You could be addicted. Number three is spending less time doing offline activities. So this can come in multiple different ways. It could be things such as you know, other activities or hobbies that you would normally enjoy, you're not doing because you're spending time using social media in its place. This could also look like spending less time with others in order to use social media. Maybe it's a social anxiety thing where it's like, uh, it's awkward to go hang out and do something with people. I'd rather stay home. 
and scroll social media and have this kind of like false (laughs) sense of connection. Or, you know, you and your spouse, for example, are sitting next to each other, you're hanging out with a friend, and you're there with them, like you're, you're physically present, but you're not mentally present. You're not engaging with the other person because you're on social media. And then the third way that this number three comes in is spending so much time on social media that it starts to get in the way of different areas of your life, like work, school, relationships. Again, I had mentioned about being physically present, but not maybe mentally or emotionally present with people. Maybe it's coming into the place of your schoolwork or it's creeping into your work life, things of that nature. Number four is changes in your mood. And this shows up in two different ways from what I have witnessed and experienced. Number one is while you're not using social media and it's having those feelings of anxiety or irritability, kind of withdrawal symptoms when you're not looking at social media or maybe you can't access social media. And the other aspect of changes in moods comes when you are using social media. And this is like feelings of comparison or the shoulds, the keeping up with the Joneses, feeling less than, maybe feeling envy or jealousy because somebody got to go on that vacation or or somebody has that handbag or somebody got that gift from their spouse or their kids or whatever else, right? Anytime you're noticing those feelings coming up and you're having these changes in mood on account of it, that could be a sign of social media addiction. Number five is conflict as a result of social media use. And again, this is one that can show up in multiple different ways. This can be internal conflict because of those feelings. This could be conflict with family members or friends because of different political or religious views or or stances on different hot topics, right? That Maybe if you weren't on social media and you didn't see them sharing that strongly worded or strongly opinionated post about something, this wouldn't even have been an issue, but now you're experiencing conflict with this person, maybe even arguing with them, unfriending them, blocking them, unfriending them in real life because of this difference of opinion. Or maybe it shows up as conflict with arguing with somebody that you don't even know in the comment section on a post, right? But number five is conflict as a result of social media use. Number six is thinking about social media often when you're not using it. And this kind of ties in with number seven. And that is feeling the need to live out every aspect of your life online in the stories or reels. Like it all must be documented or all must be shared. Or the thought of, if I don't post what I'm doing in real life, you know, people are going to think dot, 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 whatever you feel in the blank. Or I'm not showing up whenever you don't show up online specifically for a certain amount of time. And then number six, always thinking about social media when you're not using it is tied in also to number eight. And this is the idea of tailoring your life around social media usage. And this can, again, show up in a couple of different ways. Maybe it's always taking photos or recording videos to use as reels or posts. 
Or maybe it shows up always taking these life moments and thinking, I should post this, or I could create a piece of content around this. And this is something that is honestly very frequent, very prevalent, very real in our modern day, you know, millennial mom life, basically. I remember the days where I was caught up in this. It's been like a year, thankfully, that God has kind of set me free of this. But I still notice these thoughts and feelings coming up at times where I'm like having a quiet moment, reading my Bible and enjoying a cup of coffee. And it's like, oh, I need to take a picture of this like Pinterest, Instagram story worthy moment or whatever. Or I need to share the scripture verse with everybody on Facebook. And I've even gone to the point of sharing a scripture verse on Facebook because I'm like, this is for everybody. Everybody needs to read it. And then at the end of the day, feeling a certain way because I was then convicted knowing at least two or three different times throughout the day that that verse was relevant for me. Not Maybe it was also relevant for other people. But I saw these moments of my life as post-worthy, right? I was thinking about social media when I wasn't using it. I was feeling this need to live out every aspect of my life. And I was tailoring my life around social media use. This even looks like taking those precious moments with our kids and using them as a content op of, well, let me record this so I can post it on Facebook. Let me have my kids pose a certain way or, you know, let me just get a picture of this moment so I can post it on Facebook. And I can tell you guys with this peace and assurance that when we can let go of that, when we can free ourselves from that feeling or those needs, so much freedom comes and we get to look at those moments and cherish them for the beauty and the gratitude and the blessing that they truly are, that we can allow those moments to be implanted as core memories in our life instead of core memories on Facebook and for other people's lives. I've even caught up in this Facebook memories, like going to Facebook memories on a regular basis and looking back and like, Oh, that was such a sweet moment. I'm so grateful to be reminded by this or about this by Facebook today. But friends, those pictures, those videos, even if we don't post them on Facebook are still memories. We can still make a priority to go back and look at them, you know, on our hard drive or in our folders on the computer or on our phone or whatever else. We don't need Facebook to remind us of these memories that there are in our lives. And I say this because it's been one of the things that I think has caused me almost to want to stay and to post compulsively at times on Facebook because I want to be able to go back and look at those memories. But I also have the ability to do that without sharing those moments with the world, with a friends list of people, numerous people that I don't even know sometimes or allowing an app or this third party to do it, right? I can do that on my own. And moving on, number nine is feeling like you can't take a break or leave social media. Sandy Cooper talked about this in her episode, I believe it was 170, about feeling trapped by social media because of 
work or family or this need for connection and relationship that is falsely satisfied by social media. You guys, getting a coffee with a friend, having a play date, picking up the phone and sending a text message, all of those ways still exist to connect with people and have even more genuine and true relationships than what we can experience by being on social media, okay? Go back and listen to Sandy Cooper's episode if you want some more about that. Which brings us to number 10, using social media as a way to disengage from real life or as a way to escape or cope with unwanted feelings of stress, depression, anxiety, overwhelm, trauma, etc. Right? This is one that I personally became aware of recently and that was like I almost want to say the big the big one that um it was the straw that broke the camel's back for me essentially but I think it's one that a lot of us do without consciously being aware of maybe there's a moment where you're being socially anxious or a feeling comes up after some conflict with your spouse and so you just pick up your phone compulsively and you're like just going to get lost in this scroll because you don't want to feel those feelings because they're uncomfortable. And sisters, that is not helping the problem. This is avoiding the mindset behind that stuff. Okay. So this is for me, this is where I was like, I'm only digging myself in a deeper pit by doing this, by not creating the space for myself. So Going on, moving on, we're going to talk about these 10 ways to overcome the social media addiction because some of you might be like, wow, (laughs) 10 for 10 here, or maybe you're five for 10, maybe you're three for 10. It doesn't matter, right? This is, this is data. This is information for you to become aware of and then decide what you're going to do about it. So what do you do about social media addiction? If you're noticing some of these signs, here are 10 ways to overcome. Number one, very simple. You can turn off notifications. Like I said at the beginning, they're designed to draw you back in. So get rid of that red dot that's on your app. Get rid of those persistent notifications, whether they're coming up full-fledged with a sound and everything, coming, dropping down as a banner, showing up on your notification screen. Just turn them off. You can turn them off via the settings on your phone. You can turn them off via the settings within like Facebook itself. You can go into the app to the settings and notification options. I have for years had all of mine off. As soon as Facebook notifications started getting crazy, I started not having them because I'm like, I can't do this all day, every day. It's, it's too much, right? Number two, you can leave groups. You can unfollow pages. You can uh, unfollow people. You can unfriend people in spaces that are triggering you, ones that aren't pouring into your better or best self, ones that cause you to feel less than, one that cause you to get caught up in hustle, comparison mindset, so much more, right? If you're scrolling, if you're checking the app and you're noticing some of those um, changes in mood, some of those triggers, use that as awareness to maybe I shouldn't be in this group. Maybe I shouldn't be following this person. Number three is to set app limits. 
You can do this on your phone, both on Apple and on Samsung. There are ways that you can go in to the settings on your phone to, um, I think it's like screen time um, settings somewhere in there. And you can set app limits. You can set it for Facebook specifically. You can set it for social media apps as a category, right? There, there are multiple ways that you can go about doing that. Number four is to delete the apps from your phone. Just don't have the app. It's totally fine. Only access social media platforms from a computer or, you know, maybe just from your iPad or from, from a specific device. And that's, that's the one that you're going to use to do that. That can put up a barrier and create some space between you and the platform. Number five, you can find an accountability buddy, whether that's your spouse looking at you saying, Hey, what are you doing? You know, there's been times my spouse has said that to me, or I've said that to him. It's like, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, yep. Thanks for that trigger. Thanks for that pattern interrupt. Just realized I've over here scrolling social media for God knows how long. Or maybe you can find, find a different friend who you're going to check in regularly with, or, or maybe it's checking in with each other first thing in the morning before you get on social media saying, Hey, did you have your God time today? Number six is to do a social media fast. And this can look like a lot of different ways. I have taken a month off social media before. I've seen other friends take a day every week or uh, every weekend they're off social media. Or um, I've taken two months before. Some people have taken like a six month hiatus. There's a lot of different ways that you can do a social media fast. And that can look like whatever you want it to look like. I've also got something I'm gonna invite you here shortly. Number seven is you can listen to all the episodes in this social media mini series beginning around episode 168. That can be super helpful for you of what to do about the social media addiction. Bring more awareness into social media use and what it looks like in your life, right? Number eight is you can spend some time journaling and prayer and processing out all the questions that we've discussed in the previous episodes and find a way or find out if there's any way, anything that you could shift or do differently, any actions maybe that you need to take in response to this. Number nine is you can watch the social media or the social dilemma on Netflix. It is kind of disturbing, a little disgusting, convicting. It's going to make you want to leave social media probably immediately. But again, it brings awareness to how these platforms are designed and what they're capable of doing in our lives. And with that, with kind of this 789, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. Um, I talk about a sermon that you can go listen to about social media usage as well. Um, and that's linked in one of the show notes. And then number 10, I am inviting you to join us in the Make Social Media Small Challenge. And friends, this is even if you're not experiencing signs of addiction, even if out of that list of 10, you're like, I'm a solid zero, which I'd be surprised. I'd encourage you like, hey, sister, let's go through this again and check in. Because if it's zero, I would be shocked. <laughs> um, 
but I'm inviting you to join us. So this is a challenge that Sandy Cooper set up. There is a fee. It's $7 for the seven days, but it's a make social media small challenge. It is done through email and we are going to be starting it on July 1st. So if you're listening in real time, that is this coming Saturday, July 1st, you can sign up at makesocialmediasmall.com. And then I also have created a Telegram chat. So again, off Facebook, off Instagram, off all the things, that Telegram chat, there's a link in the show notes that if you are going to do this Make Social Media Small Challenge, you can join us in there, okay? So ironically enough, I'm going to ask you to share this episode on your social media because you never know who else on your feed is maybe stalking, maybe just sitting in the background that needs this gentle nudge, reminder, encouragement to bring awareness to how they're using social media in their life and if they're addicted. And invite, invite, you're invited, invite your friends to join us in this Make Social Media Small Challenge that Sandy Cooper has created. Join us in the Telegram chat, join us in the challenge, and let's go deeper talking about and praying about and holding each other accountable for the role social media is playing in our lives and if that is where we want it to be. In the beginning of today's episode, I talked about how social media had led me down a path of not pursuing my most purposeful priorities. And maybe you're in a situation where you're like, I don't even know what my most purposeful priorities are. Well, sister, I want to invite you into a one hour purposeful priorities clarity call where we are going to evaluate all these different areas of your life, the season that you're living in now, and I'm going to give you the guide and the framework to pray and bring God into his clarification process of your most purposeful priorities. So scroll down and book that call today.